0: The world needs hope now more than ever. Welcome to the Exalted Podcast, where every week I will bring you messages of hope, health, and healing. I want you to be unapologetic about your faith, your success, your health, and the miracles that God is doing in your life. I am your host, Jen Byer. My mission is to equip you in your faith so well that you are able to be a hope dealer in your communities while being as generous as possible with your time, your money, and the talents the Lord has blessed you with. This podcast is sponsored by Exalted Health, where we are ending the war on women hating their bodies. Welcome back to the Exalted Podcast, where every week I bring you stories of hope, health, and healing. Uh, Today's going to be just a little bit different. Um, As most of you know, if you've been following the show for a while, I lost my dad last year, so we're coming up on the anniversary. In fact, the show will be released on the anniversary, and you know, it it brings up a lot of feelings. Like we had a really rough month of February last year. And so I could kind of feel that hanging over my head. I have a couple of regrets. I did a Facebook post about just what that looked like for me. And if you haven't seen that post, because you don't follow me on social media, uh, my dad had gone into the hospital and in in my gut, I knew that I should go, because my parents uh, winter in Texas, and I knew I should get on a plane. My mom was there alone, um, and I didn't. I had a bunch of obligations that weekend. F- ticket prices were insane. They are like a thousand dollars a ticket or something like that. But like in my heart, I knew I should go. And so I waited a couple days, you know, praying that he would just kind of bounce back after he got some medical treatment. And that was on a Friday and by tuesday morning my mom called me and said that they were going to intubate him and so at that point it was a non-negotiable i jumped on a plane and was out, i was i think i was on a flight within like 2 or 3 hours of time of getting that phone call um so in that time you know i hadn't i hadn't talked to him cuz he was so sick i talked to my mom several times but i had the regret of not getting on the plane and then after I got that phone call, I knew he was going to be intubated. So I'm like, I got to call him. But I was running around the house, um, trying to get packed up to leave my family for, I didn't know how long. And, um, in that chaos, I was on the plane before I realized that I hadn't called him and he never woke up and and i never got to talk to him again so i had those two regrets and i was just kind of wrestling with that as we were coming up on the 1 year anniversary like i don't hold that in like guilt or shame anymore like mourning that i knew what to do and i didn't do the right thing i didn't follow that inner knowing and so i had done this facebook post about it just creating space for that that place of grief and the outpouring of love that i received um was was really just unbelievable i was so touched by it but so many people kind of wanted to come to my rescue um instead of understanding that that just by sharing that and like bringing it to the light was so cathartic and healing for me and even though that this grief journey has been really hard there's also been beauty in it and there's we've seen god show up over and over and over again. And so I just wanted to share a couple of the miracles that we saw happen and that were just um, without a doubt, like the presence of God was there. And the first one is just when we were in the hospital room and we knew it was the end. And um, my brother and my mom and I were there, and uh Just the presence of the Lord was so thick. Like, and I don't even think you can describe it unless you've been through it. Like, you're going through the most unimaginable, horrible thing. But, like, the presence is there, and you can feel it, like, you could tangibly feel it. And we were able to make these just horrible decisions that no one should ever have to make about a loved one. But we were able to do it with peace. You know, we had to. We had to make the decision to to take the breathing tube out because his heart was like failing, and he was either gonna die of heart failure or he was gonna die because his lungs were were done. his 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 body was just so done. and so we did that. and uh he took he took a breath and a half and he was gone. And it was just it was so peaceful and like watching him on all that machinery and his heart kept going into like, almost cardiac arrest and all the alarms kept going off. And like, none of that was peaceful. But when we just took the breathing tube out and, and just prayed over him and like, let him go, that was just the peace of God was so present. And I had so many people interceding and praying for us. And so many people could tell me they could just see like heaven surrounding us. They could see the angels in the room. And I don't look back on that time with, I mean, of course it was so sad, but like, I'm so thankful that I got to be there. And just one of my, uh, one of my mentors said to me in the following days, like, what a gift it is to like usher somebody into heaven. And that's how I see that time. It was just so special uh during that time when when uh we we knew it was the end and we were keeping that really close cuz that's all we had the energy for right um my sweet sister-in-law's sister they everybody was praying and so everyone was praying and she sent us this vision that she had of my dad um riding a white pegasus and it was just the most peaceful beautiful vision and all of us could just kind of grab hold of that like my dad uh, had so much joy um when riding his motorcycle and we could kind of like parallel that with like how fun that would be to ride this pegasus so we had this beautiful image and uh, the day after he passed we, you know, for for weeks, all we had done was go to where my mom was living and then go to the hospital and back. And it was about a forty five minute drive each way. And so all we had done is spent time in the car and where she was living, and then the hospital. And so it had been a long three weeks, right? <clears throat> and so the morning after he passed, we went to this beautiful prayer garden that's there because we just we needed to get out. So many people are around um, where my mom were living, the resort that she's, she stays at in the wintertime. Um, they wanted to help, but we we weren't ready to let people in. And so we just kind of needed to get out of there because everybody knew we'd passed and people were stopping by. And out of the goodness of their heart, of course, we just quite, weren't quite ready for visitors. And so we went to this prayer garden, which is in Kerrville, Texas. And if you ever go through Kerrville, Texas, you need to stop by. Um, I think it's called the Prayer and Sculpture Garden or something like that. You can just Google Prayer Garden in Kerrville, Texas, and you can find it. And I had never been there before. You can see this giant cross from just about anywhere in Kerrville. It's not very big up on the hill, but to go there is a completely different experience. And as we're walking up, we see a giant statue of a white pegasus in on the statue Jesus is riding the Pegasus. And it was just the most perfect moment, right? It like had mourning in it, but it was just such a sign like that, that the Lord was with us and that we knew without beyond a shadow of a doubt, like where my dad was. And so that was just such an incredible moment that meant so much to all of us. And we spent a couple of hours there at that garden, just praying and walking and, there's so many rocks and stones and sculptures and things um, that are in dedication to people that have, you know, gone to heaven before us. And it was it was just the most cathartic afternoon. I can't imagine a better place to mourn. Um, and while we were there, it was pretty obvious that we were hurting, right? We were fresh. It hadn't even been like 24 hours um, since he had passed and it had been a long month. And so it was pretty obvious that we were hurting and there was this man that was, um, they have attendance there and, and he he approached us. And first, first he asked me to pray for his shoulder, like just out of nowhere, um, which is just really interesting because there's not a whole lot of people out in the world that know how to pray for healing. And he specifically looked at me and asked me to pray for his shoulder um, and I'm trained in healing prayer. And, and, and my brother and my mom are not. And so it was just so interesting, right? That he just looked right at me and walked right up to me and asked me to pray for his shoulder. And I did that and he got healed. And then he just, I don't even remember how the conversation turned, but it, w- it was pretty obvious that we were hurting. Right. And he asked us, I think he asked us if there was anything that he could pray for us for. And, you know, we shared with him what had just happened. And he prayed over my mom in in uh, tongues and in, um, in singing in tongues. And I had never heard that before. And it was the most beautiful, beautiful prayer I think I have ever heard. And what's incredible about it is that my mom still says that that is the first time she felt peace since that first day that she had brought him to the hospital. and she felt peace beyond a level that's like natural on earth. like she felt heaven over her. And so it was just obviously a really special moment. And luckily, I had um the awareness to record it. And uh, the next time we went back, we looked for this man. We described him to the to the attendant that works there now, and she she told us that that she didn't know anyone like that. And so when I shared this with some of my my friends back at school, they're like, Jen, I think you, I think you had an interaction with an angel." Like, how would he have known to come right to you and ask for prayer, for healing? How would he have known to sing? Like, I know there are people that sing in tongues, but this, when you listen to it, it just seems like it's not something natural. It seems supernatural, right? Like the peace that it releases. And so whether we did encounter an angel or not, like, a true heavenly angel we encounter and we encountered an angel here on earth. He was wearing all the correct clothes that he was an attendant there. So that leads me to believe. So, you know, I believe we encountered an angel. I believe that the Lord blessed us with an encounter that day. And it was just really special. And once we did go back uh, to where my mom lives, uh, Another blessing that we got was that um, one of my mom's good friends showed up with yellow roses. And yellow roses aren't that common, but my dad loved yellow roses. and There's not a lot of men that love any type of flower, but my dad was really colorblind. And yellow was one of the only colors that he could see. And so he loved yellow roses and just the fact that Raina... My mom's friend happened to show up with yellow roses, which was just such a little kiss from heaven. Like out of all the flowers that you could get, she got yellow roses. And that was just so special. And uh, those were just a couple days following his passing, and lots of things have happened since then. But those were the most profound, um, and how the Lord showed up or just showed uh, sent someone to bless us in in a way that we knew that he was, he was looking down on us. And I was praying, uh, for my dad. I don't remember how long afterwards. Um, and just asking, you know, the Lord for a sign of what heaven looked like. And he gave me a picture of my dad on a Pegasus. And I heard in my dad's voice say, uh, If you thought I had fun on my motorcycle, you should see me on my Pegasus. And he was smiling and waving and laughing. In a way, I only saw him do a few times when he was here on Earth. And it was just so special. And so I share these things with you because it has been a hard year. My dad and I didn't have always the best relationship, but we loved each other. It's brought um, my family closer in a whole new way because you just really realize that. We don't always have a lot of time left. We never know when it's going to be the end. And going through that level of trauma, it just, it can't, it can't not change you. Weeks on end in the hospital, praying for a miracle, having to drop every part of my life and let my husband just take over. You know, I had to go to another state, I left and didn't know when I was coming back. And in our case, I, I was down there for a few weeks. And, you know, we have a little bit of freedom since we're both self-employed and both of our kids were still homeschooled at the time. And so when he th- when we thought he was recovering, my family was going to come down and just stay and just help support them. But he passed in between. And so my family still came and we just spent a month Um, in Texas supporting my mom and just helping her get back on her feet. And it was just, it was a really hard time, but it was a really special time too, because there's something about walking alongside, uh, people that know your pain and know how deeply you're mourning and just being able to, uh, not check out, but create space for healing from the rest of your life. That was just, um, unparalleled so if you're still gone this far because this has been a hard one to share obviously <laughs> um and you're grieving I just want to release a blessing of peace over you because it is just such a unique journey that can't you can't can't compare it to anything else right And so, Heavenly Father, I just lift up anyone listening to this today that's walking through grief. I release a blessing of peace beyond all understanding into every cell of their body. I bless them with encounters with you and with your heavenly army that they know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're there with them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you heard today, it would mean the world to me if you would take 30 seconds and give me a five star rating, write a quick review, and subscribe to the podcast. And share it with any of your family or friends that you feel like this episode could bless. It helps get the word out more than you know. Or if you know someone that's a hope dealer and has an incredible story that needs to be shared, go to my website at www.exaltedhealth.com forward slash podcast and fill out the podcast guest form. The world needs these stories of Jesus now more than ever. Or if you have a miracle or testimony of an incredible Jesus moment, you can go to our website and fill out the testimonial page for a chance to get a shout out on the podcast. We'll see you next time.